episode, right? Six episode. I'm related as ever. I think so. Wow. Man, yeah. This week we're talking about very interesting double movies. We're totally not following the formula that we put out at the start, being that we were going to cover movies that either you haven't seen or I haven't seen. These are movies that I that both you know we've seen before mm-hmm. and kind of like I don't know who chose what I don't know <laughs> it I was feel ch- like I don't remember seeing the second one so so text okay so I'll yeah. say second one then you say first <laughs> one um I guess to start out before we start reviewing because we're obviously gonna do we should do two and one two and one one and two no we'll do one and two uh we'll do it in order uh, but to start, the the reason that we did this, um, what was the reason that we chose to do these two movies? Um, because we went to Drunken Cinema at the review, shout out. Shout out, because they now follow us on Twitter. <laughs> we love you. Uh, we went there, it was fun. Drinking game with the first Scooby-Doo movie, it was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was... I think it was the event. We knew the event was happening. Mm-hmm. So because of that, we were like, okay, let's make a whole podcast episode based on that. It's fun. And that's what we're doing now. <laughs> um, so we're covering Scooby-Doo 1 and 2. I guess, you know, there really isn't any way to um, special start this out other than, yeah, we'll start with the first Scooby-Doo, yeah. a movie that was monumental for having a bunch of actors who were famous in the 90s and then kind of peaked a little bit in the 90s. Very much so. Um, it's obviously based on the original cartoon, which was spun off, I would say, hundreds of times mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point. Um, many, many versions of this. And it's one that, it's a movie I watched when I was, like, really, really young. You know, like, it was probably one of the first movies I watched ever. And, you know... I don't even remember when I first watched it, to be honest. Yeah. It might have been, like, past my youth. Yeah. Or, like, in middle school or something, because, like, I watched the cartoons growing up, but I don't remember, like, seeing both of these movies. Like, I know I've seen the first one, like, many times, mm-hmm. but the second one, I just, like, I only remember certain scenes, but... We'll I think I saw these movies before the cartoons. I saw these, really? and then and then and then my and then I got through this obsession. Of, I watched all the animated movies and then the cartoons uh-huh. and stuff, and I had them all on physical and stuff like that. Um, but no, yeah, it was it's it's a good movie. Um, obviously, it was heightened with alcohol. Um, <laughs> it was a fun experience. You know, it always is a drunken cinema. You know, it's something that in Toronto I would recommend anyone go to. Mm-hmm. That or really any of the other series as they have because they're all yeah. pretty fun um, at the review. But no, the movie itself, I gave it. A, I guess I'll. You know, it's not a spoiler. I gave both of them a five. Yeah. Um, but that is not an objective thing because if I were to really go into it and talk about you know filmmaking and all that stuff the movies would probably be a three and a half um other than I think a standout of this movie surprisingly I didn't realize till I watched it again um was both of them at least for the writing but I think mm-hmm. that's it in part to the fact that James Gunn wrote both movies yeah it's 
definitely made for adults yeah children like i think there's a running theory now with us that this movie wasn't a kids movie but obviously we knew it wasn't a kids movie because it originally was supposed to be r-rated the first one yeah yeah if you did not know that (laughs) if people didn't know that there were literally an r there was an r-rated cut i've read the script it's pretty wild you know shaggy's a stoner the whole time (laughs) velma is in love with daphne um, they literally said, uh, James Gunn said they had to CGI on tops for people because when they originally <laughs> shot the movie, it was just this wild beach party vacation premise yeah. with the monsters. I'm assuming the monsters were still, they looked the same way that they did. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming all they had to change was like jokes and just like, like, Things like that, like, censoring shit. But yeah. I think other than that, it was the same movie. Um, because, yeah, they were like, yeah, it was, like, rated R. Yeah. <laughs> it was an adult movie for the adults who grew up with the the show, which is interesting. Because I feel like if that was the truth... I, I say it now that I would really want to see that R-rated version. But then I think about the fact that if I did, if that did happen in the first place, I wouldn't have seen these movies as a That's kid. That's true. The, and it wouldn't have formed uh, the per- personalities and stuff like that. So it's like really, I would say it's good that they came out the way they did, but I wish that they had the dailies and they could just release, for fun, just release the R-rated yeah, cut of this movie. Please. Because I want to see what that movie was, other than what we have of the script, which is, like, really wild and insane. Mm-hmm. There's, like, nothing there. What points do you have for the first one? I, okay, you, I you, of course, writing your notes down, <laughs> and I just, I don't even keep I my notes still. I tend to forget things. I don't really have points about the first one specifically. It's more just, like, both of them. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, like I was saying when we were watching the second one, is like... If you compare it to something like Shrek, it's like Shrek has some like jokes made for the parents and adults, but like this Scooby-Doo is just like pure adult humor, which is like funny to me. Like it's, there is no, uh, I was going to say in the first one, there's scenes where I'd say maybe these are for kids, but still to the extent Mm -hmm. of... It's 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 really comes down to the timing of stuff. Even the jokes, the joke when they're like, they're chilling and they're like, "Did you just? Did you just? Uh, uh, do you want to do a contest with me?" That scene is funny for adults because the way that it's fucking, um, the way that it's timed. I don't. I don't know how to explain it other than. Kids jokes are like someone saying poop or someone farting one. But yeah. like but like these are layered fucking jokes yeah. that are clearly, you know, there's thought put into them. The joke isn't that they're doing it. The joke is that he doesn't realize the fucking Daphne's in the room. That's the fucking joke. But like yeah. it's it's weird to say that because this is definitely a movie that's PG. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a kid's movie because it really isn't, what? frankly. Like you get like Fred in Daphne's body, he's like, I can look at him. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's stuff like that where I'm like, this is definitely, um, there, you can't tell me. Obviously, they could rate it PG because of the fact that there was no cursing, there was no this, yeah. there was no that. But even stuff like they had, like, all the green smoke in both movies 
you can't tell me that that's not a visual reference to mm-hmm. weed. Like, it's like, the movie itself, I, I can't, other than saying that, you know, it's, 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 they're movies for adults, really. Yeah. Ideally, they're adult films, not adult films, <laughs> but like, they're films for adults that, you know, grew up with the cart. Because even when we were watching the second one, I think it was yesterday we were watching the second one, and I was like, there's no way that this is a kid's... Like, there's too many jokes in here that are just, <laughs> you know... Like, kids will get, like, surface-level humor. I would... It, but... I, yeah, I wouldn't even say, like, just the... Everyone's like, oh, well, there's sexual humor. There is, but, like, yeah. just some of the jokes that are just standard-ass jokes, I'm like, kids wouldn't find this funny. But, like, adults <laughs> are like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, it's... Obviously, it's very flashy. There's a cartoon dog. That's for the kids. The cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. We can discuss the believability of Scooby-Doo. Oh, yes. And how <laughs> both movies, I was like, how the fuck are they not able to see it's a dog? Like, yeah. like, on the plane, it's funny. But when you get to two and they're in the bad guys bar and they're all people who've literally had their lives ruined by these people. And you can't tell me that yeah. they don't see that it's the dog that literally helped put them in prison like there's it's to that extent i'm like people must be really stupid (laughs) in this universe to not see that that's clearly and their their whole excuse for that is oh he has a nose deformity it's like how is that believed my prof this year always said like she'll like critique it and be like i would not believe that this would happen Mm -hmm. and like she's like either make it believable or make it in like a universe where it would be believable and i'm like i don't know if they fully got there in the movies but it's fine i i feel like they're they're teetering on the idea of you know this this thing where it's like believable possibly believable you know i mean i can believe that a lot of those villains are stupid but you know, yeah, they would be like, oh. <laughs> they're they're in a bar. They might be a little like, wasted. I guess, but like that whole. <laughs> Speaking of the 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 bad guys being stupid, there's a joke. I guess this would just be free form. We talk about both, but there's a joke in the second one that they keep t- doing, and it's so funny. I think it's so funny where it's like. He stole my part in My Fair Lady. And then you realize at the end it's the girl in My Fair Lady that they were going for the part of. And then he has to make a point about, you stole my fucking tater tots. It's just like, that shit is funny. I'm not going to lie. Like, I watched that and I was like, damn. Like, these jokes, are they're funnier when I'm an adult. Like, I don't know why. Maybe because it's tailored towards literally our demographic frankly it is Mm -hmm. you know it's a movie made for 18 to 35 year olds who remember watching the cartoon as a kid and having fond memories and they just want to have fun because there's you can't tell me drugs were not involved at least with the first one like james gunn was probably either high or he was smacking that fucking cocaine and he wrote that fucking because there's no way that movie is too ridiculous (laughs) It's like how everyone on the set of Mamma Mia was just drunk all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's that Same argument. Guy. Like, it's there's you can't tell me there's no way that and the movie must have been really fun to shoot because they did two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they must have had a lot of fun doing these characters. Yeah. Um, because specifically the main four, I think that they probably had a lot of fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I wouldn't ask Matthew Lillard because there is that theory that his that his soul left his body and it got taken <laughs> over by Shaggy. But um, no, yeah, and that's the thing too is that this movie is meme. I, I I said about the first one, and then I'll say it about both of them now is that they're like they created so many memes, and there's so many elements in these movies. You can't tell me that this helped branch. I said this about the first one, but even after seeing the second one, I'm like, you can't tell me that the way that this movie is, it didn't help foster um, queerness in young people who would have saw it as a kid. That's Velma and Daphne. Velma and Daphne. And there's multiple, like, there's the scene with Shaggy where he becomes a girl oh, yeah. for one scene. You can't tell me that there are certain things in this movie where I'm like, this definitely helped create the widespread um, situation now being Just like gay young adults. I feel like. Realizations. I feel like this movie helped create cultures of people. Like, this was. This movie came out, or these two movies came out around the skateboard culture time mm-hmm. of the 90s and the 2000s, skateboard. and you can feel it. This is very much a skater, stoner yeah. couple movies. Like, you can feel that yeah. this fits right in with um, stuff I know, like like the Jackass shit and MTV and all that. This, and, you know, that type of thing, you know. this it These movies are that generation, which is a weird generation that, like, I I look back to I'm like that was fun but I was barely in. Yeah. Um, it's like when I watch mid '90s and I'm like I relate to that, but I also was like at the tail end of that when people didn't really care as much about the culture. Um, but no, it's 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 a weird milestone because it is a part of that early 2000s to late 2000s that really there was no you I couldn't really label what that was because. <laughs> It wasn't the internet era yet. It wasn't the YouTube internet era yet. It wasn't the 90s. It was some weird middle ground. Yeah. That just, that kind of, you know, and all these things from back in the day are catching up on the internet age now because people are realizing they exist. It was like that, like, weird period between, like, millennials and Gen Z. It's a transition, it was a transition period of society, you know, 9-11 happened, all these things were going on, and it's, 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 it's a strange, because I don't know how to explain that, because the way it cuts it, for me, it's, you know, 90s are a thing, then 2009-2010 to now, I would say, is like the YouTube digital era, Mm -hmm. um, because that's, you know, 2000... 2010 2011 would have been the time where youtube really became a thing where i was like ah youtube exists and then it was youtubers i watch people it's it's this weird middle ground these two movies and i respect this middle ground and i'm all i feel like it'd be interesting to try to make a movie in this era uh but it would have to be very very specific um, for the fact that it is a very specific six years of society that, like, is hard to explain. Mm-hmm. But, no, what, what other notes do you have for these movies? I just had, um, Velma and Daphne are gay for each other. Yes. Especially because, like, at least Velma is because the end of the first one, there's, like, a guy asking her out or something. She's like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I see you. But then the second one, they're, like, trying to make her, like, fully straight after this dude. And Mm -hmm. then Daphne's like, 
my gosh, that's your friend. And I was like, that's Oh, because that's because in the script that the first one originally it was gonna be that Velma didn't. This guy was like trying to like go out with her, but Velma was like, Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> and then there's this whole scene on the DVD that's a great scene of of them in the bar. And she's singing a song, like a romantic song, about this person that keeps getting away. And you think it's about Fred or this guy. And then it's slowly you realize, oh shit, it's about Mm. Daphne. It's this, (laughs) that's what this song's about. Um, There's that, there's there's this funny ass locker room scene that's not in the movie, that's on the the DVD also. Um, None of the crazy shit's on the DVD though, because it is a kid's, it was a kid's movie, so they didn't want to have like any of the the r-rated shit that they had Mm -hmm. um but no there was definitely uh there's definitely interesting deleted scenes that this movie has um that the first one has the second one i think was being more focused was more focusing on being more for family audiences but you can't tell me that shit's fucking scary like you know the second one's more scary and it's because they're folk they're trying to be more like the cartoons Mm -hmm. because i think the first one was just a fun comedy the second one's like no actually the world's gonna fucking end if we don't do this they're gonna kill us um yeah related to that this is i really like scooby-doo 2 like i prefer two more than one because it's more in line with the with the the show to that point like the first the the first movie was more of its own it felt like an episode mm-hmm. of the show when the second one was an amalgamation of everything that the show was the second one just felt more like a love letter to the idea of what the movie or what that show originally was yeah. because they purposely brought back I would say half of the fucking monsters from the animated That's show true. and just on purpose to be like yeah well there they were there you know all these all these people even as a as a kid i knew even before i watched the show i'm like oh yeah these are the ones from the old one that's cool Mm -hmm. that's awesome um i don't know what you feel about that i don't know if you like one over two or two over one but i i've always liked two over one because two feels more like a a scooby-doo story yeah i mean i like the first one possibly a bit more like they're both fives Mm -hmm. like i enjoyed them both a lot i just i don't know there's something about spooky island i love it a lot but there should be a third finale oh i should talk about that though that there is a third there was a third movie happening that james gunn talked about i think it was two years ago or a year and a half ago he was on twitter and he was talking about the fact that there is a third script out there that he wrote but they didn't want to do it because two didn't make enough money Um. but essentially the third one was they go to this small coastal town and they have to they have to rid the town of a monster or monster crew essentially it was going to be um a culture of monsters that lived under the town or something Mm -hmm. and then essentially the 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 idea behind the the movie was going to be that um, Shaggy and Scooby were gonna figure out that the real monsters were the people who were living in the town who were essentially um, a metaphor for like racism and xenophobia yeah. and then essentially it was gonna be that Shaggy and Scooby help the monsters deal with the the evil townspeople that are you know you know marginalizing them and mm-hmm. shit and like when I heard that I was like that's a perfect ending 
have it be that like they finally realize that oh the monsters are not bad they're just really misunderstood because society has deemed them as wrong and evil when they're actually (laughs) not and it's just like that especially thinking about the fact that that would have came out um if 2000 scooby-doo 2 is 2004 i would say maybe 2007 2007 um, was still during, it was after 9-11, during, you know, obviously the height of new xenophobia in America after 9-11. It would have been a really poignant thing to, to do at that point. It still is, like, they could still make yeah. that movie, and it would still, like, make sense. But at that point, it would have, it would have, it might have been the strongest one in terms of that, you know, mm. if it happened at that point um at this point i'm gonna cut it at half or so and we'll do the game we'll do the fun game and that is uh we're we're gonna do we're gonna bring back fuck mary kill again (laughs) um and we're gonna do it with um i I made a joke about oh let's do it with scooby but you said no that doesn't sound funny at all um so we're gonna do it with that's the dishwasher yes the dishwasher (laughs) uh shaggy daphne and velma Okay. Okay. So I'm assuming for you, I'm gonna guess yours. It's gonna be it's gonna be Mary Velma, and then it's gonna be fuck Shaggy in a sense, and then kill Daphne. I don't know. I feel like I would swap Shaggy and Daphne as much as I well, love Shaggy. I would put. I I feel like maybe not. Um, so much the fuck Mary kill thing but on a if I were to say it on character okay like how much because fuck Mary kill adds this like level of shit where it's like oh no I don't want to though okay. um but if I were to say because I did it with but I'm a cheerleader and I put her at the top just because of the actress who portrayed her being someone I really um enjoy in media I'll do the same thing for this so Daphne would be at the bottom because I'm like as a character she's not as strong she gets stronger in the second one um where they add to her character um I would put Velma in the middle because Velma (laughs) has an interesting arc but I would put Shaggy at the top because it's Matthew Lillard first of all and second of all the character I have to give him props that he literally had to pretend for two whole fucking movies that he was with a dog that was probably a dog on a stick like a head on a stick yeah if we're talking about like acting ability and the characters in general i would say shaggy and like matthew lillard is probably the best actor in this movie yeah because yeah he had to act by himself he's 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 so fucking good at it that He's literally been the voice of Shaggy for the last 20 years, except for Scoob. Fuck Scoob. It was a bad movie, I will admit. I didn't like it. The cast, the voice cast was awful. had fucking Zac Efron for no reason. They should have just brought back all of them from this movie to voice them. That would have been fine. Um, And they shouldn't have tried to make it a multiverse movie with the Captain Caveman and Wacky Races and shit. That was ridiculous. Um, But... I'm surprised they didn't have the Jetsons and the Flintstones in that fucking movie, oh frankly. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but no, if we're talking about like best character, I think Shaggy is obviously will always yeah, be the best character sure. in this franchise because he's the one where you can anyone who plays them, 
you're just unhinged in some way. You're just ridiculous <laughs> the whole time. Like, yeah. the, the ultimate um, fun character. Shaggy would never be the straight man in a situation um, in terms of in terms of the story, and I, I think that's awesome. Um, favorite scenes of the franchise. I think that's another thing we could go to. One of my favorite scenes always, and will always be it, because that shit fucking slaps, is when they figure out that the machine makes sound. In the second one, when they're like, oh, wow, we can make a beat with this. The beat slaps so fucking hard. That's a good fucking scene. When they accidentally make all the monsters and shit, I'm like, yes. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good. I love the scene in the first one. This just... It's, it's an emotional scene. When um, Scooby's on, like, the thing and they're going to sacrifice him and Shaggy's, like, talking. Sacrifice? It's not like, a good thing. Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Or like um, the CG, some of the CGI scenes are funny though. I I respect yeah. the visual the visual effects in the second one are way better. Oh yeah. I, I will admit Food. because the first one the the monsters I don't even know what the fuck they're supposed to be. And then there's like the scene where like I Isla Fisher gets her fucking face knocked off, <laughs> and it's the worst CGI yeah. ever. But in the second one, at least most of it was practical. I would say because. The miner was a practical thing. Like, that was a person in a suit that they just put an overlay of green on. Yeah. The fucking whatever that guy is. The fucking, the ghoul with the fucking big eyes. The real fucking <laughs> the person blob. in a suit. The blob is definitely CGI, but it yeah. doesn't look terrible. It um, A lot of it's practical, though, in that movie. Yeah. Except for the one, the one <laughs> shot that I noticed wholeheartedly. Like, I noticed right away when we watched it again. In the second one was when his face is plastered on the girl's body. And you can yeah. tell that it's CGI. Like, it doesn't look right. So but bad. it gets fixed when they use the practical to give him the muscle. Yeah, <laughs> when he's in the I muscle mean, suit. Good for the time, probably. But yeah. it's a little goofy. But I think if we're talking the, 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 the scenes with the effects, the second one definitely holds up more than the first one because they went more practical with it they also like kind of cover things up with the green smoke yeah and the second like it just blends in better like you said yeah it does but But no it's there's that favorite oh favorite scenes um (laughs) the first one i'm trying to think of scenes in the first one that like i like the Mary Jane, that's like my favorite yeah. name. <laughs> um, the scene where they go... To, the scene where he's in the cave and he finds the, the floating heads. That shit's funny. The script mm-hmm. of that shit's funny. Um, you know, something that is not a part of the movie but is will always be amazing is the music video for the first one with Outkast. That shit... That shit slaps. That's that's a good fucking song. And that's that's a music video that I watched ever since I was a kid. So when that shit came on the theater, I was hyped. And no one else was. I was like, yes. Hell yes. And no one else really was. I'm like, you guys don't know about this? Like, this is not common knowledge. This is on the DVD. But, like, this was a music video they shot with Matthew Lillard for to promote the movie with a real... The song slaps... It's a good music video, and I guess I was the only one that knew the lyrics to that that song, but it's also because 
that was like one of the first soundtracks I bought on iTunes in my life, and that was like when I was like twelve. So good it's it. Both of them are it's great amazing. soundtracks. The second one's more punk, skater punk. Yeah. Than the first one is the first one's more like a really weird mix of shit, but it's also because they're on an island, so there's a lot of like R and B hip hop shit. Yeah. That would fit in that. But the second one's like, no, we're going to give you, like, literally simple plan doing the song from the TV show. Yeah. Like, it was also, like, at Drunken Cinema, I think Tony was sitting next to me and his, like, card thing was to drink or whatever every time a new song started playing. And I was like, I didn't realize how many new songs kept playing yeah. until then. I was like, whoa. Like, it's, it's funny because... I, I the fun the the one of the fun things that happened during that whole thing uh, was when uh, the scene when Sugar Ray shows up. I I got everyone to scream for Sugar Ray because they showed up. They were performing. Mark from fucking Sugar Ray shows up, and I was like Sugar Ray, and everyone was freaking the fuck out because people were too drunk to realize that it was a stupid thing to cheer at. But um, <laughs> that was that was fun when. Um, by the end of it, people were just screaming at things yeah. like, yeah. Screaming and reading. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit me until after, probably because my drink pop prompt wasn't terrible. Yeah. But then we got back to the apartment and I was like, yes, it's settling in <laughs> we now. Like, <laughs> we, we kept talking in Scooby-Doo voice. Yes. It's very interesting. On, <laughs> I gotta admit, we were doing, that's the thing too is, we were not doing it just in the apartment. We were doing it on the public transit fucking <laughs> TTC shit. We were on the fucking the fucking streetcar talking as Scooby-Doo because we were too fucking drunk at that point. <laughs> but no. Um, what have I not covered? I think I've covered... Because I've covered... You know, we could talk about Matthew Lillard for 15 minutes. Oh, you're right! some reviews. You're right, man. I'll do number one. You can do number two. Yeah, because I like number two better because number two is a better movie. Scooby-Doo won from Holly Amanda on Letterboxd. Scooby-Doo had a bigger impact on cinema than The Godfather. No, I will not elaborate. Didn't I make that joke in the theater? Oh, no. Scooby-Doo... No, I made the joke that, like, when people ask me what my creative influences are in Hollywood later, (laughs) I'm going to purposely say the Scooby-Doo movies. Or, you know, obviously, as I was saying... little-known history, um, the reason Martin Scorsese made Wolf of Wall Street was because he saw Scooby-Doo movies, and he said, I want to make an epic at that level, so he made Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if anyone knew that, but... Yeah, another review for this, much better than The Godfather. (laughs) I'm going to be that bitch and say that I agree. Like, it's a controversial take, but the Scooby-Doo movies are better than The Godfather, because The Godfather's a good movie, but people act like it's like gold standard and shit, but it kind of is a little boring half of it. Where mm-hmm. have you seen The Godfather? Nope. Okay, well, all 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 in as the Scooby Doo movies are better than The Godfather. Um, <laughs> weirdly sexual movie for the second one, yes, very much. Someone said Scorsese couldn't Scooby Dooby do it. Okay, so th- <laughs> this one fits into the whole narrative we were talking about before, where this this. This this girl whose favorite movies, her rotated four are literally four Nicolas Cage movies because the Nicolas Cage movie just came out, uh, like Mandy and Conair, awesome. Uh, her review is, I knew I was bi when I saw Velma in the latex suit and Daphne <laughs> fight the, 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 the 
Black Knight demon ghost. Yes. Someone said Seth Green is a powerhouse actor. I don't think we talked about that enough. Seth Green screaming at the dog and shit is insanely powerful performance <laughs> when he's like scaring them. It's pretty good. Really? Someone said Loki, I would let Shaggy raw me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, someone made a good point. Megan, uh, who says her location is hell and she really likes blank gross point blank said this movie is criterion worthy <laughs> i would say i would be it fine is. i was saying this in the in the movie group chat um obviously not criterion they never do it but i want scream factory to do it like what they did with uh the bill and ted movies where they just release a steel book with both movies and bonus features because i'd be like hell yeah or they release them separately like what they do with the halloween movies recently yeah. i want that with the two scooby-doo movies i would totally <laughs> fork out money for that aaron says mentally i'm at spooky island getting my soul stolen okay this is funny there's it there's a the end credit scene in scooby-doo 2 do you know about this the end credit no. scene is a code of password um for the game boy advance for oh a game that God. helps you in a game and it's funny, this person said, imagine owning a Game Boy Advance in 2022 and you see the end credits scene where there's a code, there's a password for the game. Um, that'd be insane. That'd be wild. Oh my God. All, a lot of these reviews just say Linda Cardinelli. <laughs> Card Linda Cardellini. That's literally a bunch of people's just their reviews. Yeah, I agree. Um, this is a good one. Sophie gives it two stars but says... This may not be a great movie, but that's because Shaggy is only using 5% of his power. If he used all of his power, then this would be a movie so incomprehensibly powerful that the human mind would not be able to process it. Shaggy's omnipotence <laughs> may create the best viewing experience in history, but we would simply combust trying to understand what we had witnessed. Shaggy is God. That is the <laughs> meme. That's the meme I <laughs> yeah. saw. Yeah. Someone said that they really, really thought I hadn't seen it, but 20 minutes in, I started having severe war flashbacks. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Camp to the highest degree. I think Steven makes the best point over here. He's a fan of Evil Dead 2, the Psycho remake. Um, he likes uh, Butcher, Maker, Nightmare, with Nightmare Maker, Baker movie. That's a good movie, too. Evil Dead 2 fan. Camp to the highest degree. And I think that's the most important thing to say, is that this movie's camp and it's fine to like camp and say it's the best of all time. Yeah. That's why But I'm a Cheerleader is in my favorite movies of all time with Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2. is because camp is cool. Like, like movies that are campy are fun. Um, mm -hmm. And people need to stop being so, like, in that wheelhouse where they're like, well, it's not, uh, physically, it's not the greatest film ever made. It's like, yeah, but it's, like, more fun to watch in some I'm cases. I'm having a good time, guys. I was also just, I remembered both of them, I feel like, have references to Scream. Yes. Because the first one, someone calls Scooby up, and he's like, do you want some Scooby snacks? Some and hamburgers. Like, uh -huh. And then the come, second Come one... to the forest where no one can see you for, some, <laughs> for a bag of hamburgers. It's just like, it's, there's that, and then what's it, the what's the reference one, in the second one? I think just like Alicia Silverstone's character is kind of like Courtney Cox. 
the reporter trying to get this news story. You're right. You're right. You could make that comparison. That's what I kind of figured. It's um, just I, like thought the re- I thought the reference was Matthew Lillard. I thought that was the reference well, to the Scooby-Doo movies. Totally. That, he's, that he will forever be the best fucking villain of that franchise. True. Um, yes. If the Scream franchise knew what they were doing, which they clearly don't at this point, um, they would bring back Matthew Lillard. To be a, a villain again, even though, because let's be real, Please the do. TV fell on his head, but we didn't see him die. Pe- he could have fucking survived that. People are like, oh, well, how could he have survived? It's like, well, Billy got shot in the fucking head. You saw that. Right. You didn't see Shaggy get, or uh, fucking, you didn't see Matthew Lillard's <laughs> character die. You just saw the TV fall. Yeah. How do you not, how do you know he didn't like walk out? He was like, oh, fuck no this shit. No dead until you show me their body and, like, buried the theory, or burned. Scream 3 was supposed to be that like, it was, be, it, it was supposed to be a bunch of schools were dealing with the same killers. <laughs> like they were essentially, Matthew Lillard would be in prison s- telling these these gangs of killers in their schools how to do it so it would be like a widespread situation but then columbine happened they're like fuck we can't do that um but that but they should do that for scream six that should be the scream six plot (laughs) it's been long long enough that he's in prison and he's running gangs of killers at different schools and that they're like they don't realize that until the end that he's a mastermind he's like i'm finishing what i started the power of Shaggy. Yes. Real cinephiles yeah. only. I agree. Aaron makes a good point. <laughs> Scooby Doo one and two are for only for the our five stars for the realist cinephiles, <laughs> not the not the fake ones. Can you say masterpiece? Which okay, that's I guess that's the argument to like leave this podcast on is would you consider this these movies cinema? Have we covered enough? Is there anything you want to talk about before we go into the the final? I think we're good. Um, would you consider them like pure masterpiece cinema? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like if I didn't watch these movies as a kid, um, I would not agree. But then I make. But then. I would say that argument is incorrect because I did watch the the ones where they're in high school from Cartoon Network and those are shit. With Robbie Amell, I'll admit those movies Robbie are Amell trash. Is... Robbie Amell is Fred in this oh, show. No. It, it's trash television movies, and I'll admit those okay. are bad. But I think it's because these hold so many factors that are great. Obviously, Matthew Lillard mm-hmm. writing by James Gunn. The cast is great. You know, it's yeah. fun, good set. It's it's I can't say these are bad movies even though they're not the most technically Um, amazing movies in the world they're still like some of the best movies ever made i'm not pretentious enough to judge any movie i really enjoyed watching yeah it's true it's true so i think we've said it both already fives Mm -hmm. for both of them uh these might end up being at the top because i know i guess we could say in the podcast now because i haven't said it before we're going to do a thing at the end of the year before we do, probably in January, before we start the next season, where we're going to do a whole episode where we talk about all the movies we watch and we're ranking them all. And I wouldn't be surprised if Scooby-Doo 1 and 2 are literally at the top of both of the lists yeah. uh, because of how good they are. Um, <laughs> the connections we have, I feel like the connection section doesn't need to happen because they're literally it's two in the same Scooby-Doo. franchise. <laughs> um the I don't know the Matthew Lillard scream, to scream we'll, I guess. We'll go with that. Um, next week though, I switched it up just now in my oh. mind because there's a movie I really want to watch right now because um, there's someone 
who I follow on Twitch, who I'm kind of mutual with, who just saw a show at a, who just went to a show and it's here in Toronto. And it reminded me, there's a movie I want to watch for the podcast. I, I will, I'll tell you after what it is. Okay. Um, um, <laughs> is my movie still the same? Your movie's still the okay. same. Your movie, your sure. movie, I don't know how to explain I it. I will say it's... That you feel like the king of the world when you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe. My heart is really in it, especially when I go to the ocean. I, I would say <laughs> I would say for mine to kind of spoil a little bit of it, but to not spoil it. Um, it's about a really bad dating history and having to and having a line of seven terrible ex dating people. <sighs> Um, I wanted to watch Wait. a certain movie because of the fact of, have you seen it? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I know what you're talking have about. Have you seen it? I haven't it. seen it Okay, yet, good. Because I really want to. Because I, I have a person, there's a scene at the start of the movie where they go somewhere to a venue. And one, someone I know went to that venue to see a show. And I was like, I really want to watch that movie again. So I'm switching it out. I guess what I'll say is, um, I'll bring up the one we're not doing because it might come up later in the podcast. Okay. Um, but I don't even know. I was going to do Takashi Miike's First Love, which is a movie about um, uh, a girl who I think is pseudo-prostitute and a guy that's a boxer that meet each other. And it turns out she stole a bunch of drug people's money and they're on the run because they're accidentally part of the Yakuza also because they're looking for the money because they're like big business people. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it next year. Yeah. Um, but this movie came in my mind recently <laughs> and I was like, I really need to rewatch this. Mm. And this can be my excuse because we could tie it where both movies are maybe a romance you know, a romantic episode. Um, but no, next week is some fun, some fun yeah. uh, movies. Um, and obviously this week was the most fun movies because it was two movies um, from the childhood that were really fun. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't know. What what would your final words be in Scooby-Doo's voice for this <laughs> podcast? Ranks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>